So today we want to look at the vision frame. I just want to take the next 20 minutes to share very, very briefly on what God has called us to do. And I'll start my, 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 my teaching or my, my teaching or training from by looking at one scripture, Habakkuk chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, please turn there quickly. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. I'm going to read that and then I'll go to 2 Corinthians. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And the Lord said, answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision and make the vision plain uh, upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it, which is what? The vision. It, the vision will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Uh, so this speaks of the vision. When God calls you to do anything, God gives you a vision. When God calls you to do anything, it gives you a vision. In fact, every individual here ought to have a vision. A vision is simply a picture of the future that you are running into in the simplest terms. is a picture, God will give you a picture of where he's bringing you to and he will put that picture in front of you so you continue to run towards that picture. That's why he says here that whenever you have a vision, you need to write that vision plain upon tables, upon anything. Today, the table that God writes on is our hearts. Write the vision on your heart. If you have a vision for your life, your marriage, your family, get a board, write it there, write it on your iPad. Is something that ought to be seen over and over and over and over to fix your gaze and your eyes on it. He says, the vision is for an appointed time. That means that you cannot be where your vision is. Oh, I don't want to teach about visions, but you can't be where your vision is now because the vision is always about something in the future. It's for an appointed time. The vision is not for the now. It's for the appointed time. The vision is something you strive for. There is a time fixed for it in the future that you must run to. He says, the vision will only speak when you get to the vision to the end. That's when you know exactly what the vision is. Because sometimes the vision is not as you won't achieve it or actualize it until you're right in there. So the vision is for an appointed time and it will speak at that appointed time. Now it might tarry because sometimes if the vision, if you get to the vision today that means the vision was too small. You have to make the vision bigger. You have to make the vision bigger because the vision is designed to tarry to keep you longing and driving you into the future of your vision. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's just to let you know why this is important and I'm going to consistently over time share different dimensions of the vision so that anyone who comes to this church should be able to say this is where God is taking us to. That is why we're doing things the way that we're doing it. That's what the vision frame or this little vision casting and that's why it's important. Hallelujah. All right. Let me, um, I want this in 20 minutes, I want to just share very briefly and I want to ask one or two people, can I have a microphone? Have a microphone and just get somebody, just stand with the microphone because you might run around to one or two people and just ask them a few questions I want them to answer. Quickly, who can quickly tell us what the vision of the bridge is? Like I said, it is uh, back and forth. What is the vision of the bridge? Why? Where are we going to? I've taken the time to say that the vision is the place you're going to. So who can quickly tell us what the vision of the bridge is? Why do we exist? Every ministry, every local church has a vision, has a vision or a picture that God gives to the set man and then he shares with every one he's working with that defines where they are going to. So every church, every ministry, every organization, God gives them a vision of where they're going to. So quickly, who can tell us what is the vision of the bridge and where 
are we going to as the bridge? All right, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Who's going to be the first person to break it? Who can boldly jump up and say, this is the vision of the bridge? Yes. Okay. We believe that the Lord is calling us That's right. to be a spiritual catalyst. Yes. To ignite the simple God revolution yes. in the city of Abuja. That's right. In Nigeria. Yes. And in the world at large yes. by the year 2025. Excellent. Put your hands together for him. Well, if you can't say it, at least clap for the person who said it. All right. So that is the vision of the bridge. The vision of the bridge is very simple. So those who are coming for the first time, perhaps, or you've been coming, but you don't really know what they're doing here. Why do they exist? Why are we different from every other church? Well, it's because God has given us a vision. And that vision is that God has called us to be a spiritual catalyst. To be a spiritual catalyst. To be a spiritual catalyst. So we are a catalyst that ignites a simple God revolution and that simple God revolution should start from the body of Christ here in Abuja where we are because we are domiciled here and should spread from here to the rest of Nigeria and for the rest of the world and he has actually given us a time to get that sparking to start. So the sparking won't start the moment we start. The sparking will start when we get there. 2025 for it to spark. Hallelujah. So, so the bridge therefore is a spiritual pattern. Let's say it together. Let's say it together. I want to go Calm down. Let's just say, let me say after me because some of us don't really know, all right? So, okay. One to go. The bridge, I can't hear you. The bridge is a spiritual catalyst that ignites a simple God revolution in the body of Christ, in the city of Abuja, and Nigeria, and beyond by the year 2025. So, the bridge, one more time, has been called to be a spiritual catalyst that will ignite. Do your hand like this. So if you forget anything, you will not forget. Snap. Somebody snap. That will boom. Somebody say boom. That will boom. A simple God revolution. Say that way. Somebody will boom. Come on, stop behaving like you don't have attitude, man. Give me some attitude. You have to say our vision with style. All right, let's go. The bridge has been called to be a spiritual catalyst that will ignite that will boom a simple God revolution in the body of Christ here in Abuja and then all to Nigeria and beyond by 2025 so we are here to ignite a simple God revolution so the first question is what is a simple God revolution what is a simple God revolution what is simple God? Or how do we define the key words there are ignite. The second word is simple. Then of course God revolution. We can define God. We know who God is. We know what a revolution is. It's to cause a sudden change in a particular thing, right? That's a revolution. But then where we often have, where I want to put some clarity today is on the concept of simple. So the bridge therefore is a simple church. So you look at our thing, uh, our stickers, we say the bridge is simple church. The bridge is simple church. Why is the bridge a simple church? Answer number one. Because it has been called to ignite a simple God revolution. And to do that, it has to be a simple church. What is a simple church? And what does the word simple mean? Are we, so, are we with me so far? All right. So you see, you know, somebody said that the vision is not clear until people are irritated whenever they hear it. As in, they've heard it so much that it gives them headache. That's when they begin to get the vision. So you can never say your vision enough. 
so your vision begins to sink into the hearts of people when they hear it so much it begins to sound like a broken record then it begins to sink into their hearts so what does simple mean who can again stand up and tell us what do you understand by the word simple what do you understand by the word simple 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 please don't be shy don't be shy. What do you understand by the word simple? If you say we're a simple church, what does simple mean? Or better still, what does simple not mean? So we can we can raise. What does simple mean or what does it not mean? Okay, no, if not from ah, it's the only voted we have here. There are people here, people there. There are people at the back bench. Usually the back benches are always the sharpest people. They always stay at the back because man, they are too sharp. You know, those of us that don't know much, we stay in front. <laughs> because when the teacher wants to call, they usually call those at the back. So when I was in school, we go to the front. They won't call us. Okay? Or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but those at the back. So somebody at the back, what do you mean by simple? It's an English word. When we say simple, what do you mean? Simple. Okay, somebody in the middle. All right, give him a mic. Please, hurry, hurry, hurry. Look around. Lift your hand so they can come to you. Simple, simple. What does simple mean? What does simple mean? This is important because it defines for us who we are and we're trying to just understand who we are, our identity. We're trying to understand our identity. Yes, sir. Simple. When you say something is simple, what do you mean by something is simple? Simply mean, simple means something that is not difficult. Something that is not difficult. Thank you. Give me some more, give me some more definitions. Some more descriptions. Something that is not shrouded in mystery. Something that is not shrouded in mystery. Yes, yeah. something that is not difficult. That is not Thank ambiguous. It. That is not ambiguous. Easy to trace. Even though you are using big, big words to define simple for us. <laughs> you are trying to be simple, you are using ambiguous. <laughs> okay, I get you. Something that is not difficult, that is easy to trace, that is not ambiguous. What's ambiguous? <laughs> now you have confused me. In a bit to be simple, you have now... <laughs> ambiguous means complex, isn't it? That is not ambiguous. Yes, yeah, somebody else want to help us with simple. What does simple mean? Simple, simple. Simple is something that a layman can understand. Someone that didn't go to school. Something that understand. a layman can understand. Someone that didn't go to school. So whether you have high 100 degrees or you have the smaller low degree, you would also understand it. Simple is something that's easy to flow with. Do I have a screen? Can I have uh, 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 something on the screen? The picture, is it there? All right, can you look at the thing on the screen? What's that? Is that the phones now? Can I have the picture of the phones? The slide of the phones on the screen. Okay, I wish I had my little screen here. The slides of the phone on the screen. Is it on the screen? Okay, it's coming. Somebody says it's coming. So I say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. The person was sleeping before. He was reading uh, Habakkuk chapter 2. But now he's trying to look at simple. Okay, it's on the screen. Okay, now who can tell me what you can see on the screen? Google, the landing page of Google and the landing page of Yahoo. When you look at the two of them, which one do you think is simple? Google. Why is Google simple? Please, yeah, because what? It's straightforward. So simple means straightforward, isn't it? What else? It's easy to use. Uh, okay, thank you, sir. But can they now see it? Okay, okay. It's easy to use. Yeah. So, so yeah, what else? What else? So, so why is Google simple? It's easy to use. Somebody else? Shut it out. Huh? It's readable. Yeah. It's, it's readable. Yeah. Somebody else. Quick, 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 quick. Yeah. It's not too busy. It's not too busy. Yeah. So when you land landing page, it's not too busy. You don't get distracted, do you? It's very straightforward. Once you see, there's only one place your finger is going to. You want to tap on that little bar. But if you're on the on the Yahoo, 
You don't know whether you start with the picture on top, the picture on the side. You don't know which one you're going to start from. You're just confused. So you want to go to one news, something else takes you another place. But, it's, but once you go to Google, there's only one thing you would do. Go straight. Because it's very simple. Yes, just shout it out. Okay, it also gives different uh, explanations to a particular thing. So if you don't understand this one, you might probably understand the next So it is describable, easy to describe. Yes, okay. Sir. No, you mean from this Google? I'm talking about the Google. From Google, yes, sir. No, I mean, no, I'm doing the landing page. Just, the, just this thing. It's user-friendly. Sorry? User-friendly. User-friendly. So something that is simple is something that is user-friendly, something that is easy to understand, that would not confuse you, that would not complicate you. Comp- I said not complicate you. That, what word is that? That is not complicated. That is not complicated. It's just easy. Anybody can use it. In fact, if I tell my mom to go to Google, she can use Google by looking at it. Mommy, just put your finger there, tap something and write anything you like. It will show. But if I say go to Facebook, go to YouTube, uh, Yahoo, you, and there's a particular thing, you have to go and look for it. What is he talking about? So it's simple. So simple means connotes something that is easy to use. It connotes something that, is, that presents no difficulty, something that is straightforward, something that is plain, almost basic, uncomplicated in nature, and it's designed. So simple is simple. Simple is extremely simple. It's used to convey so, so simple in practical terms or in human behavior means somebody that is uh, sincere, that is straightforward, that is not too complicated in his behavior. That what he tells you is what he is. He's, that's a simple person. What he says is what he means. So that's a simple person. So simplicity means to be easily understood. So God has called us, therefore, to start a, a teaching or an understanding of God that is simple for everyone to grasp. Hello? So that's what it means, a simple God revolution. Are you with me so far? All right. Okay, so, so simple means, now, I, I like the definition of simple. So one, one of what a great man used, he says, his name is Half Hoffman. He says, simple means to eliminate unnecessary, the unnecessary, so that the necessary will speak. To eliminate the unnecessary, so that the necessary things will speak. To eliminate the things that will distract. Go back to that picture. Go back to the picture before. So simple means to eliminate all the pictures you are seeing there. So that the one thing they want you to do will come out in front of you. Do you know the, the one thing that Yahoo, this landing page is designed for, is meant to be a search engine, isn't it? That is the original design. It's meant to be a search engine. It means if you are looking for anything, just go there and tap it, it will pop up for you. But they have, somewhere along the line, they said, let's add something else. Let's add some pictures. It will take you to one to the link. Let's add this. Let's add that. But Google understood it. The only thing it wants you to do is to go to the what's that thing called? That space bar, that search bar, and just click anything you want. And that's all. You don't get confused. That's the original intention of the thing. So in a simple church or a simple God revolution and a simple church, there are a set of very simple things we want you to do without getting distracted about what we're doing. There are simple things we want you to understand about God without all the distractions that come up about God. We want to focus on the simple things. So we believe, therefore, that there is a simple way of conveying God. There is a simple way of teaching about God. There is a simple way of having a relationship with God. There is a simple way of living as a Christian that creates no complications or no unnecessary things that will that will clutter and then not make it easy for you to know what we're trying to say. So that's why we're a simple church. Somebody shout aloud, Amen. And you know something? Jesus was the ultimate simplifier. Jesus essentially came to simplify God to the people. 
Jesus came to simplify God. So one time there was a great argument. They tried to trap Jesus in one way or the other. They tried to trap Jesus. And while they tried to trap Jesus, they asked him one question, he answered. Then the Pharisees asked first, he answered. Then the Sadducees came and asked in Matthew chapter 22. Uh, uh, they answered the question. Then the, the Pharisees came back again, trying to trap, uh, trap him, Matthew chapter 22. He started by them asking him, trying to trap him. They said, Jesus, um, you know, you know, you're a great man, you're a powerful man, you don't fear, you don't respect anybody, you, are, you don't take nonsense. That's what they told him. So, uh, so I want to ask you, because you're a great man and you don't take nonsense, uh, uh, do you think we should pay tribute to Caesar? It was a trap. Because they, were, they had, first of all, they pumped him up. So Jesus now said, ah, because they're trying to trap him. If you say don't pay tribute or don't pay your taxes, that means you're not going against Caesar. Then they can actually have a strong case against him. So they, Jesus now discovered, ah, these guys, they think you're smart. Jesus said, ah, calm down, bring the, bring the coin. Whose face do you see there? Caesar, right? Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. They were like, ah, they were astonished. Then they ran away. Then, and that set of services came. They said, we are sharp guys. Let's come and trap Jesus too. And then they said, Jesus, okay, you said there's, uh, there's resurrection. All right, we have a big question for you. Say a man got married and then when he died, he didn't have a child. The law says that he should marry the second brother, the younger brother, a man who's, who has six siblings, six male siblings. The law says that he should marry his wife. The, the second one should marry his wife. Okay, so imagine there's a case where a man, the second one marries the girl and then the, the lady still doesn't have a child and dies. Then the third marries and they go all the way to the entire seven of them. Then that they all die. When they rest, when they get to heaven, who is going to be the wife of the person that married seven men? You just said, ah, you guys think you're smart. I'm just smart. You guys don't know anything. I'm better than you man. And I'm a simple guy. So Jesus now said, calm down. That you don't know anything. That in the resurrection, there is no marriage. We are like the angels. There is no male, no female, no husband, no wife. So that means there's also no marriage in heaven. So calm down. So they ran away. The Bible says they were astonished as he and the way he answered them. Then they went. Then some other guys now came again and said, Let's now trap him. Let's ask him, of all the laws there are, which one do you think is the most important? Jesus now said, I want to simplify all the laws for you. And Jesus said in Matthew 22, 37 to 40, he said, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, on these two commandments is the summary of all the 613 laws. If you can keep this one, you have summarized all the laws. So Jesus took away all the laws and uh, did not speak about them, just speak two. And those two simplified the entire, the, the entire law. So Jesus was truly the ultimate simplifier. Okay, let's move on very quickly because of time. So what is our mission? Once there is a vision... Where you're going to, the, the mission is what you're doing to get there. Who can tell us quickly what's our mission? Let's track now. I have 10 minutes. Who's going to, what's our mission? What's our mission? What's the mission of the bridge? You see, the thing about the, our mission, everything about our vision frame is that it's simple. So if you start from simple, you won't miss it. Say anything but add simple into it. You won't miss it. Oh, let me just say this. Now, simple, to clarify simple, simple does not mean casual. Let me come, let me, yeah. Simple does not mean do things anyhow. Simple does not mean don't have your bath. Simple does not mean I just appear the way I like. It doesn't matter. Simple does not mean I will not take time to be detailed in my study. As a matter of fact, if you go back to that picture I showed you about, uh, oh, go to the next one after that. Or go to the next one after the, the one of the Google. That's another picture. That's another picture. So when you compare, and then after Google, after that Google thing, there's another picture after it. So when you compare these two things again, let me, the next one. Of these two, which one is simpler? 
The two things on the spiritual is simpler. It's not a trick question. <laughs> eh? Some of us don't even know what this is. Chai, it's true. Because it's not, you know, it's not even existing. There are even simpler things now. Yeah, some of us don't know what an iPod is. Is it iPod? What do you call it? Oh, it's an iPod now, yes. Uh, ah, these people are just born recently. Chai, Generation Z. We, when we got, when iPod came out, you were like a god if you had it. Now you don't even need it for your phone. Everything you need is in your phone now. Uh, it's in the cloud. So before, okay, for those who just, who just became emancipated recently, they don't know what this is. Before, oh, oh, another thing. Some of us don't even know what the one on the other side is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. If it is an inappropriate question, we're talking to the wrong set of people. Because if you don't know what the iPod is, is it, uh, what's that thing called again? Walkman that you will know. How many of us know a Walkman? I've seen a Walkman before. Can you, ah, ah, these are young children here. Walkman. Oh, that's true. I'm sure my son, Sean, 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 have you seen a Walkman before? You can't, you couldn't have seen a Walkman. Oh, there's something called Walkman. You know, cassettes. Hi. You won't even know cassettes. <laughs> inappropriate. Let's continue with that. Go inappropriate. I'm talking to the wrong set of people. There's something called this cassette. 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 Discets. <laughs> All right. So, so <laughs> before, there's something called cassettes. Big thing like this that has some something inside that coils inside. That when you want to play music, you record it to that thing that coils. Uh -huh. Then you put it inside that black thing. Then you press play. Then you put a Walkman, something, one thing on your ear, you start hearing. Uh, so you could only have like maybe 10 songs inside. The 10 songs are something like maximum. And then sometimes it will get dirty, you have to stop and wind, use your hand to wind it to move it to the next place, all of that. But one day they came and they designed something like this that you could put up to 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 songs. So anything you're looking for will be in there. So this is a simpler version of that. A simpler technology. But do you know something? The back end of this is more complicated than the back end of that. But the front end of this is simpler than the front end of that. So for everything that you see simple, there is a back end of complexity, pan and driving it. So if you don't do your back end work, you cannot provide, present anything as simple. That is why Einstein one day, they asked Einstein, the sharpest and the most intelligent man that ever lived, how can you explain to us E is equal to MT square or relativity? Einstein said, look, they so they brought other physicists. They were writing calculation, confusing more. Einstein said it's simple. Whenever you are having a date or you're hanging out with a woman you like, do you notice that the time runs very fast? But when you are hanging out or doing chores in the house or something you don't want to do, the time doesn't stop. It's like this thing will never end. So you're doing something you love, but the time, you know, in those days when we're dating, you know, times have changed. Then we only had free credit at night. So 12 midnight, you wait to have your conversations 12 midnight because there's not like free credit. And then credit was very, was very expensive then. It was 50 naira or 60 naira a minute. So you don't waste it like that. So you wait for the free credit. So we usually have our conversations at night. So sometimes you start 12, you wait till 12, once it's 12 midnight, bam, you just pick up your phone and start talking. And then you talk till four. You won't even know that we have spent four hours because you're just gisting, gisting, and all of that. You know, so, so that is it. But if I were spending that four hours in an ordinary vigil, because then too, oh, times have changed. We don't do night vigiling. Oh my God. Then we do night vigil. 
All night, Friday night, gaga, 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 gaga. You will shout by the time you finish, you have a headache as you're going home. Then you have prayed. But we realize that halfway, we all start with like everybody violent by, by 1, 12 30, 1 o'clock, people start sleeping off. By 2 o'clock, some ushers that were standing go and sit down quietly. <laughs> by 3 o'clock, the praise leaders that were jumping just go to the back and relax. By 4 o'clock, even the pastor starts yawning as he's trying to take the prayer. So, but, but we are like, this time, won't it end? This didn't end. This is, why is it taking so long? It's taking so long. When this thing end? So that is relativity. So Einstein defined it and everybody was like, oh, now what it means. So it means that time is relatively short or long depending on your activity. But the same is the same thing, but based on what you're doing. So he defined that. So, so it took a very intelligent man powered behind to define and simplify what was so complex. What I'm trying to say is for everything you see simple on the outside, there, there is a complex back end providing it. So that's why, as nice as this place looks, even though it's not the best, we can make it to make it simple and nice. For us to achieve this, people had to stay here all night. It's very complicated. Had to stay all night. Had to fix it. Had to test. Had to check. For you to see this simple thing, you're seeing like this. It looks so simple, isn't it? Uh, what's there? They can just put this flower here. No. But it takes a lot of time to achieve it. So simple on the outside is actually detailed working and mechanisms and machinery at the back end. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's move. Go quickly. So, what's our mission? I'll be fast now. Our mission is simple. To make God simple. In fact, I had a longer definition, a mission statement before, which was, our mission statement is to simplify the worship and person of God to this generation by making God more accessible and real to the believer. Then I simplified it further. That it is to simplify knowing, loving, serving, and worshiping God. Then sometime this year, God said it's still complex. Make it even simpler. So anybody who sees it can say it anywhere. So our vision is now to make God simple. So the mission statement. So how are you igniting a simple God revolution? We are doing that by making God and everything about God simple. Do you get that? All right. Okay. What about, what about our core values? What are our core values? I'm going to tell you what our core values. I only have three minutes. Core values. I'll just say core values and I'll run away. Core values and I'll say our, our message. Core values. What are our core values? Okay, let me help you. Our core values is also simple. <laughs> simple. That's on the screen. Our core value is simple. So, we have been called to ignite a simple God revolution. Making it a simple church. Our vision is to make God simple. Our core value is to be simple. Simple means simplicity, first of all. S is for simplicity. So, a simple biblical teaching and preaching of God's word. By the grace of God, God has helped us to teach his word. And I can assure you, for the 20-minute sermon you hear me preach, or 30-minute sermon you hear me preach, it takes hours, so many hours of study and praying, of listening to God to generate it. So, one of the things I do when I finish preparing my sermon, as my sermon notes, is that I now say, how can you simplify it? So I start with a very long sermon note. Then I ask, okay, it's good. This is everything you want to say. Simplify it. So I now start simplifying it. Yeah, what I do is I look for the main thing you want to say and cut out the things that are not necessary. Then when I finish, I simplify it about two or three times before it comes out on a Sunday morning. So it is a lot of work to try to simplify because God has called us to simplify. Number two is intimacy. So we promote intimacy with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So our core value is simple. Three is ministry. Our ministry is to God, 
then to the family, then to the family, to the church. To God first, ministry means service. We are, we are in the, our business is to serve God and then we serve our families and then serve the church in that particular order and the community. Number P, P is for power. We take time to pray. By power releases, prayer releases power. L is for leadership and the particular style of leadership is servant leadership. And then E is for excellence. So we try to be excellent personally, excellent and also excellence, excellent corporately. So personal excellence speaks of integrity, speaks of saying what you mean and meaning what you say and all of that. All right, so that's our... And then the last, the second to the last thing is our message. So what's our core message? What's our core message? What's the core message of the bridge? The core thing we have come to teach and everything I teach always revolve around it. Can I have the next slide? So I'll be fast. So our core message is extremely simple. It's the ABC of a simple church. So if you ask you, what are the main things you preach about, your pastor talks about? ABC of the simple church. I think it's there. ABC of a simple church. What does A mean? A means that we always have access to God. That you don't need anybody to stand as the go-between between you and God. So you have access to God and, and, the, and, and leadership is undenied. So you also have access not only to God, you also have access to us at all times. One of my prayers in life is that I never become so big that you need to feel like 10 forms to get to me. I don't want to be. And even if I become that big, I will consciously make sure that I simplify the process of getting to me. Amen? Somebody say, say God help you, pastor. You know, it's easier said than done. Because as a way you become so big, you now have a list of protocols. You want to get to the people, but the protocol will never allow you. <laughs> they will start like just, uh, they will start like uh, Peter and the disciples that Bartimaeus was trying to get to Jesus. They're like, calm down. You have to pass through us before you get to Jesus. So may that never happen. B, we believe in the finished work on the cross. There is never going to be a sermon I'll preach that I will de-emphasize the finished work on the cross. Because the B of the simple church is belief in the simple cross of the cross. That there's nothing else you can add to what Christ has done for you on the cross. Not absolutely nothing. It is your salvation, your work, your sanctification is based on the finished work on the cross. And see that you continue committed to Christ. So born again is not a one-time thing. Born again, being a Christian, is that you continue to be a Christian. A Christian in the church, a Christian outside, a Christian in the office, that you continue. You can't just be a Christian and stop. No. It's not just the altar call that makes you a Christian. It is continuing to live like a Christian that truly makes you a Christian. So that's our core message. So we call that the ABC of the simple church. And lastly, what's our strategic process? Pastor, you've said what the vision is. you said the how or, how you're, or the what, or what you're doing to get there. you said what your message is, your core message is. How do you do that practically? How do you, what have, how have you defined your services practically to be able to achieve that? We call that our process flow or the strategic process. So for this church, we have a a very important process that we use. We believe that if you pass through the process, we're making you a better disciple as you go along the line. So we call that meet, know, and serve. I've reviewed it so many times, but the one for this year is meet, know, and somebody say meet. No, some of you aren't saying nothing. I said somebody say meet. So somebody say our strategic process is to meet, to know, and to serve. So for you to be releasing and um, releasing yourself into the strategic process of this church to make you a simple believer who is a propagator of the simple God revolution, you have to go through this process. We meet in our Sunday celebratory service. What we're doing now is a meet service. We are meeting with God. We are meeting with each other. We are celebrating. We are dancing. We are jumping. We are jubilating. We are doing all of those things. So it's a celebratory service on a Sunday morning, but it doesn't stop there. There's another process. 
Then the no process, which is a deeper process. We know God in our midweek services. So our midweek services, our teaching services, that's where we take the time to know who God is. This man we have met on Sunday. This God we met on Sunday. Can I know him a little bit more? I want to know God. I want to know him. I want to have a relationship with him. So that relationship and knowing him starts from the midweek service. There's very little we can do on the Sunday morning. So it starts from a midweek service. So we have our midweek service on Thursday at Charlton Hotel, um, Sokode Street in Zone 5. So we have very important midweek service and I want everyone who is here today to start by showing up at the next process, which is to know God. So we take time to pray and then we take time to also listen to God's word and be taught by God's word, to enjoy the simple, the simplicity, to enjoy the S that is in our core values. And lastly, we don't just stop there. The process continues to serve. So you meet God, we hope that you move to the next step. By knowing God, we hope that you move to the next step by finding a dream team to serve in or finding a ministry to belong to. So we have departments or dream teams, units, uh, workers' units, and then we also have ministries. Our ministries are essentially four ministries that power the church that you can also serve in. Just assuming you don't have the time to serve in the everyday Sunday service. We have the women's ministry, we have the men's ministry, we have the couples ministry, and we have the singles ministry. Four ministries. So find one of those. You should be in a at least two of those ministries because you are either a man or a woman. Is there a hermaphrodite here? Do we have transsexuals here? Do we have uh, non-binary gender people here? Do we have fluid people here? Today you are male, tomorrow you are female. Anyone here, may the Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. You are either male or female. Then you are either married or you are single. So you're either married or single. If you are in a complicated relationship, pick anyone you like. Identify with one. Couple or single. Anyone you choose to. But you have to belong to one. Single or married. So based on that, we, we will be able to serve God. So I'm going to stop here. And I hope that with these few words of mine, I've been able to convince you and not confuse you. That we are a simple church. And God has called us to ignite a simple God revolution. I also hope that I will also invite you to join me to be a simple God revolutioner in the city of Abuja and join me to be a simplifier. Yeah, we call ourselves simplifiers. That's why most of the lessons I'm going to write to you, I'm going to write lead simplifier under it. I'm not necessarily a pastor. I'm simply a simplifier. So I hope that with these few words of mine, I've also called you to join me to become the simplifier in the city of Abuja. Look at someone and say, simplifier sister. What's your name, sister? What's your name, sister? Eh? What's simplifier David? Simplifier Tony? Simplifier Ade? Simplifier Chinedu? Simplifier what? Yemi? Simplifier Chimdalo? Simplifier Tony? Simplifier Ganiru? Simplifier this? So it's, it's don't be wrong to remind the person that it's meant to be simple. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and celebrate our God.